Hey everybody and welcome back to the Commander's Vault. I'm JB. And I'm Dale. And we got some, uh, we got what you're asking for, you know, right now. We got the winner of the booster box for uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. And uh, drum roll please, uh, Dale. Uh, the winner is Patrick Andrell. I probably butchered that. It's uh Czech Republic is where he's from, so I'm not sure how to pronounce the last uh, Instagram name. Instagram username Andrel Patrick. Yeah, uh, we're doing our best, uh, but you won, so congratulations <laughs> on winning a booster box. And uh, as we had discussed earlier, uh, we don't really give a shit that you're in the Czech Republic. We will ship the box to you. Yep, uh, we, don't, we always ship international. It doesn't matter, so yeah. don't don't feel like you can't enter our giveaways. Yeah, like two giveaways ago, the dude was from Italy, right? Yeah, yep. and we 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 shipped it to him. You know, I think it's kind of cheap as fuck. If people, you know, we talked about that. You know, if people are gonna give something away and it's high dollar, and they don't want to pay the shipping to international, like. Yeah. For international listeners and shit, that's bullshit. Yeah, and it's so. not even that much, really, honestly. For a booster box, it's like $17 to ship it. Yeah, I mean, who gives a fuck? To most places, I mean, I granted, if you might be in, like, Antarctica or something, it'd probably but, like, be more. But... I'd still ship to Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, so, uh, congratulations, uh, Andrel Patrick, on Instagram. You have won. And for the giveaway, we were giving uh, also... Five random people, uh, pre-release kits, is that correct? Yep. Yep. Uh, forget uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. And uh, the first winner of one of those kits is Windy City Rockin' It. And yep. uh, glad you've been listening a long time and entering a long time. Glad you, uh, yep. glad you get to collect a prize. Uh, the uh, next winner is Silver Crusader. So, Hell yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening to our show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next is Nick Cutelli or Cutelli. Uh, Nick Cutelli, you have won an Adventures in the Forgotten Realms pre-release kit. Yep. Uh, the next one is uh, 3D Dayanko. Yeah, yeah, I know you've been listening for a while and uh, been following my account for a while. So yeah, sweet. Good to see you winning. Yep. And the last is Faded MTG. Uh, I remember them from like the first couple weeks we started doing the podcast or like first few first few shows so i'm glad i'm glad you won you know it's good to see that our uh that our longtime listeners can uh can cash in yeah definitely um yeah we'll uh dale will be damning you for yep. your deets to make sure we get all this shit shipped out and uh in a timely fashion and, uh, yeah, like I said, really don't care if, if it's international. You guys take the time to listen to us. So I think it's only fair if we take the time to, you know, if you guys, if you guys get it and you, and, you, uh, and you win, I don't think we should hold it back from you if you're in a different country. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So... Never be afraid to enter one of our giveaways <laughs> if you're outside the U.S. Because yeah. you think we won't ship it to you. Yeah, I don't I, give a shit I, where you I are. Definitely I definitely get a lot of uh, DMs about people asking me if we're going to uh, be open to international. And I always uh, say the same thing. You know, yeah, it doesn't matter. Whoever wins, wins, and we ship it. So, you win, we ship. But uh, uh, anyway, moving on to the rest of the episode. Uh, we wrapped up our uh, our 
Forgotten Realms pre-release event that was uh, was uh, what pods of uh, Emperor Emperor. Yep, and then uh, Arch Enemy. Yeah. So the the function of the tournament was, as a player, you would come in, and you get would get divided up into an adventuring party of three players that would play Emperor, which is a format of MTG. And it has some weird rules, but whoever would win that, everyone would get a chance to fight the dungeon boss, uh, which was Dale and myself. We had a night where we were both the dungeon bosses. I think if you follow us and you follow uh, Dale's Instagram, you probably saw us in costume. I was uh, a cultist of Asmodeus, and he was a pirate. Yep. And uh, yeah, yeah, we had a great time. And then the second night was also the same thing, just two different arch enemies. Yeah, the uh, second night it was uh, Adam and Lex that were the arch enemies. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, I think we were better because we dressed up. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> but, yeah. We no. were in character the whole time. <laughs> it was it was a super cool event. Um, I played, uh, when I was the arch enemy, I played uh, Winota, Boros. Uh, aggro and you know I, I chose a lot of themes that were basically either ramp extra combats or uh, like mass removal like making them sack down all their creatures or you know that yeah. was that was basically like all the scheme cards that I ran was stuff to that effect yeah and I I went with an Asmodeus uh, combo control so mono black and I uh, utilized Asmodeus's three black mana ability that says draw seven cards. Now normally when you would use that uh, those cards would go into exile and then you would pay one to put them in your hand and take damage. But I leveraged it where I would sacrifice Asmodeus with two of those triggers or three or however many on the stack and I would uh, draw a shitload of cards without any life loss. And I would use Skurg Familiar to uh, power out a win with uh, Exsanguinate or Torment of Hailfire or something like that. Yeah, nice. And, nice. Uh, yeah, I had a great time. I still have the deck together. I Now, our decks for this event were of the dual commander ban list. Yeah. Which does ban a lot of the hyper combo stuff. Food Chain. Thassa's Oracle, uh, all the fast mana rocks. It makes it for a, a more interactive, like, mid-game. Yeah. Rather than just blast combo. Um, but I think there was a good spread of decks. Yeah, I saw a ton yeah. of stuff. Yeah, there was definitely a nice wide range of decks. There was no, like, just, you know, one deck just dominating in the meta. Pretty much everybody, like brought different decks uh except for the arch enemies the second night i think they both had the same deck yeah they did they both ran uh kinnon bonder kinnon combo yeah um yeah uh i know i i won three games and i lost one as the arch enemy i won four games and i lost one and uh i can't remember what lex lex was i think the same yeah, he, he lost one won. as well, and I then, believe. And then Adam was undefeated. So, I mean, the Arch Enemies did pretty good. Those scheme cards are super powerful. I mean, 
I had a I had a game where it was really close. I almost lost, but I just flipped the perfect scheme card and was it took extra turn, and then multiple combats on the extra turn was pretty good. And then I drew into an extra turn spell. So damn yeah, I pretty much they they had me right there. They were about to win. It was like extra turn scheme, and then on my next turn it was like an extra turn spell. I was like so lucky. So nice. Yeah. yeah, had a great time. Dale and I in character the whole time. I was uh, welcoming people into my dungeon lair and destroying them and sending them home. <laughs> it was fun. Um, yeah, and because, I mean, we both played very different style decks. And, you know, we both only lost one game. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, and not not that I even cared about losing that much. Neil just wanted this to be a really fun tournament setting, you know? Uh, how many other shops do you know where going there and playing the tournament was like joining an adventuring party and going to fight the dungeon boss? It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Definitely brilliant. <laughs> Mad props to him for figuring that out. Yeah, brilliant uh, way to have an event, especially, you know, with the D&D flavor. It was like... Yeah, Neil. Neil's an old school D and D player, second edition, Thacko, and all that. And um, I was so happy. He was happy. We had a great time. It was fun for everyone involved. Like the people that he, even even the people that I fucking destroyed in like turn four, they still had a great time because I'm like dressed up like a <laughs> cultist. Yeah, and I'm like you know I'm like. Come back when you feel like you can take me. You know, like, it was just fucking great, dude. I had a great fucking time. Yeah, it was a blast. That's for sure. 100%. And, uh, yeah, the tournament itself, I saw decks of all different power levels. You know, I saw weird little janky uh, aggro decks. I saw tuned combo and uh, mid-game decks, like mid-range decks. And I also saw decks that were trying to be hyper-competitive. But it's hard to be hyper-competitive with schemes. Yeah. Because, you know, you keep, oh my god, this is the perfect hand. And then the first <laughs> scheme is, uh, my wish is your, or your command. Yeah. Where they have to, like, uh, they, everyone reveals and... Everyone reveals their hand and you get to cast a card from it. Oh, okay, yeah, I did so run you're just, that one. Oh, I ran that one. <laughs> oh, man, it was crisp. Nice. I think first turn I got it and I picked a Rizik study. And it was just like, that advantage was enough. Rizik study turn zero was oh. enough to just win me the game. Nice. Um, the other ones I ran with the Thought, uh, the thought Seize cards. The, okay. the Hand Destruction. So it was like, sure, first turn, Thought Seize. Let me see what everybody's working with. And I get to pick a card from each person's hand. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I take your Fast Man. I take your Ramp. I take your game, your Bomb spell that you were keeping in your hand. And I take... You know, you're a good creature. Yeah. It was pretty hot. Yeah. I had a couple games where I pulled the scheme where it's uh, everybody, like, shuffles their hand oh, in the graveyard, God. and then they draw four and you draw seven. Embrace my diabolical was, vision. Like, yeah. That's Although that, that that scheme is only good in the in early. Yeah. Oh, dude, it made first me three lose turns, the game. Yeah. First three turns, it's great. Yeah. Anything after turn three... And you're letting them draw cards. Yeah, it did. It, it bit me in the ass. I The first time, I uh, flipped it, and it was, like, great. 
you know, I drew a bunch of cards that I needed, and then they all, like, basically drew a bunch of crap. And then the next, uh, the next turn, I flipped it again, and then I had to get rid of all of my stuff, and they drew all the stuff they needed, and then they came back and shut me down. I was like, oh, this yeah. game, yeah, this well, game killed me. I mean, I had that exact same thing where I, uh, I had turn three, combo assembled in hand, and then we flipped that card, and then I had to shuffle <laughs> all my combo away and just draw garbage. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that scheme is fucking ridiculous. Either it's a coin flip scheme. Either it wins you the game or loses you the game, depending on whenever you whenever you draw it. Yeah, like you said, early game, it's really good, but at the late game, you're they're drawing 12 cards, and you're drawing 7. So, yeah, they're getting the card advantage later in the game. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So, But, hey, I had a fucking great time. Oh, yeah. And I felt like a dragon protecting my treasure hoard. You know, I mean, I kind of like the whole, uh, the 1v1. Like, maybe not in, like, every tournament, but I do like the 1v1, uh, dual ban list. I think it just, like, yeah, a lot of the games, uh, outside of this event, the last event we had prior to it, went to turns. But at the same time, I kind of like games that are like a little bit longer you know maybe go to turns and someone wins or like it you know they win you know 45 minutes into the game versus the games that just are like super cdh really fast and like it's over in like you know probably seven to ten minutes and then you get the one pod that's like grinding it out and nobody's you know winning everybody's getting shut down and then it's like you got everybody else who's done in, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes, and then everybody's just waiting around for one table that's just really grindy. Like, I think the 1v1 ban list makes it so that more of the games are are all around the same amount of time yeah. frame. Yep. Yeah, I really enjoyed ha- not having to worry about Thoracle combo. Yeah. Because... Right now is the easiest way to win, you know? Yeah. And because of the low starting life total, Adnaz was not a thing. Yeah. You know, people couldn't run Adnauseum because you start with 20 fucking life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Adnauseum in a commander deck with 20 life only digs you about, you know, 10 cards on average. Whereas an Adnaz in a 40 life setting gets you... You know, 20? Yeah. 25? Usually 20 to 20 to 25, yeah. Yeah, so... It was really, uh... I really enjoyed the ban list. And I wouldn't mind playing that ban list. I mean, you know, you said you wouldn't like it every tournament, but I really enjoyed it. And when I was taking my Asmodeus deck and adding the cards that were banned... Yeah. And taking out Gristlebrand, that, first of all... I got to play Gristlebrand. Second of all, I got to put it on board in two games. Nice. Like, when I was doing testing for the Asmodeus deck here at the Comics Vault, I said, and for eight mana, I cast Gristlebrand. And Neil said to me, that's the first time those words have ever been spoken in this shop. And I was like, holy shit, awesome. 
And then, you know, I got to cast it for free in one of my Arch Enemy games on, like, turn one. Oh, man. Dude, turn wow, one gristle brand. Yeah, it was like, uh, I think it's called Introductions Are in Order, where you can either search for a card or put one from your hand in the battlefield. And I had gristle oh, brand in hand, and I'm just like, oh, dude, gristle brand? And it was just like, yeah, I'm going to pay 21 <laughs> life on you guys' end step and uh, draw 21 cards. And I'll pro yeah. I won on the next turn. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's cherry. Oh, man. dude, it was sick. I was oh so crisp. Yeah, I mean, I do like the ban list a lot. And I wouldn't mind exploring it further in more tournaments. I think that one of the good things about it is, like, the the meta is, like, completely different. Like, because there's a lot of decks that just aren't competitive with the regular ban list but when you take out all that fast mana there's a lot of yeah. decks that are top tier that now can't be top tier because they don't have that speed. exactly or even like every saltai dimir thorical shell is now gone yeah because and like the fact adnaz isn't banned but you start with 20 life yeah so it's like you have to be much more judicious in your card totals that would reduce your life total because aggro decks will spank your ass. Mm -hmm. Aggro decks will put out 20 power on turn 3, 4, and yeah. they will slap you with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that was one of the things that I was really... Um, I didn't really like in the original setting because we in the Emperor games... People had brought aggro decks, and then the life total was changed to 40. Yeah. And that really kneecaps an aggro deck because your goal of taking 20 life from somebody has doubled. Yeah. yeah. You have made it twice as hard for the aggro decks to win now. And I was really, you know, imagine if you come to an event thinking that it's one thing. You know, yeah. you bring your aggro deck, and that's the only deck you have, and you built it, and you tuned it, and you wanted to play it in this event. And then you find out on an announcement that life totals are now 40 for the Emperor games. You'd be like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, you, yeah, totally. what can you do? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think, other than those grievances, I think people really enjoyed the tournament. And they had fun, you know? It was just, it was fun. Yeah. That's what... That's what it's all about anyway. Definitely. It was flavorful. They got paired up into cool adventuring groups, and they came up with team strategies to win, especially against the Arch Enemies. Everybody's working together to try and beat the Arch Enemy, and yeah. normally the Arch Enemy spanks your ass, and that's how it's designed. Yep. But that one, you know, that one time when your group wins against the Arch Enemy, you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. We yeah. did it. It means something. Yeah. It really does. Definitely. It, it would, it's definitely cool. I like the Emperor format as well. You know, it's it's just cool seeing, you know, three people on a team. And, like, when they go to take their turns, they're all, like, huddling yeah. together, looking yeah, exactly. at each other's cards, really strategizing on what play they want to they wanna go with. You know, it's just something you just don't get in free-for-all, you know. So. Yep. They really unite. You know, it's really a sense of togetherness. Yeah. Whenever they're playing against an arch enemy, because it's like, holy fuck, this dude's got these things that flip over and give him ridiculous power every turn. Yeah. Yeah. Had a really great time. Definitely. Uh, 
Yeah, so we also wanted to talk a little bit, I guess, about the, uh, what was it, the, the is that Not, Arena or online? It's, Magic it's, online? it's uh, Arena. Arena? Okay, so there w- there's a set, uh, I guess, that came out on Arena that's just it's on Arena? It's coming out. They're, they're releasing spoilers right now. Okay. And it's online only, which, first of all, holy shit, this is the first time that has ever happened. These cards that you would see or hear about, you will not get to touch. You know? They will not be in paper. Yeah, I thought I seen a. Uh, I thought I seen some of them popping up on uh, Instagram. Uh, I didn't know what the set symbol was, and then I seen somebody saying it was uh, spoilers uh, from uh, Goldfish. I believe it was one of the ones I did see was a. It was a dual land actually, and I was like, wait, what? And then they were like, oh yeah, it's uh, it's only on Arena. It was a tropical island in the set symbol. I don't know. The set symbol kind of looks like uh, oval with like let me see something on it. Is that the set you're talking about? Oh, it's the conjure mechanic. It's like conjure a tropical island. Okay. All right. Right. Yeah. Here's another one too. It's faceless agent, three colorless mana shapeshifter 2-1 changeling when faceless agent enters the battlefield seek a creature of the most prevalent creature type in your library so and that's it's, a, it's like a tribal tutor and it's like these things are hard to keep track of in an actual paper game and that's the whole point magic arena uh Historic Horizons is the actual name of the set. Okay. Historic Horizons is meant to be online only because of the difficulty of doing something like that. Right? So, like, let me give you an example. Plague Crafters Familiar. One in a black. It is a 1-1 rat with death touch. But it says, when Plague Crafters Familiar enters the battlefield, choose a creature card in your hand. It perpetually gains death touch. How would you track that? Yeah. You know? How would you track that in a game of paper magic? It's impossible. Yeah. What do you you can't hold a token in your hand. You can't have I mean, the the closest thing I can think of is something like um that white card. It's like a Leonin and you choose, you write down a oh, secret yeah. enemy. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you flip it over whenever you play the card. Mm-hmm. That would have to be something like that. But that's so yeah, that, arduous to do. That sucks doing. I hate. I hated that card. It was in one of the commander decks, I think, at one yeah. point. Like, yeah. Like, Ethereal Grasp. It is a two and a blue instant. It says tap target creature. That creature perpetually gains. This creature doesn't untap during your untap step. And pay eight, untap this creature. So, like... The perpetually mechanic, I'm not, it's not even a mechanic, but it's just how the cards are worded so that they work. I I enjoy how that's going to work. Now, am I sad that they can't do this in Paper Magic? Sure. I think the test for this was Garth. Garth One-Eye. Yeah. That casts, quote-unquote, 
casts a copy of one of those spells, you know, Terror, Shivan Dragon, Regrowth, Brain, uh, Brain Geyser, and... Uh, what am I thinking of? White. Man, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it is. I can't think of it. Disenchant. There it is, yep. 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 Disenchant, Terror, Brain Geyser, Shivan Dragon, and Regrowth. Yep. It's extremely similar to the conjure mechanic. It's like conjure a card. Yeah. Here, I got it pulled up right here. Magic players have been creating tokens for a long time, but Jumpstart Historic Horizons lets you create honest-to-goodness cards. Conjure is a keyword naming a specific card and what is to be done with it. You might conjure to your hand, your library, or even directly to the battlefield. And once you do, the card is a full card for all rules purposes. At the end of the game, they vanish back into wherever it is they came from. Okay, so it's like, if it was like, hey, whenever this card enters the battlefield, conjure two more of them into your library and they buff each other. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, That's which you can't do in Paper Magic. Exactly. But, yeah. No, that's cool. I like the, the perpetual one, too. Uh, it says, put it simply, perpetual modifications persi persist beyond zone transfers. It doesn't matter if the card's discarded, dies, bounces to your hand, or is even exiled and returned to the game later. Perpetual effects last until the end of the game. So, like, I guess an example would be the one is whenever it enters the battlefield, choose a creature in your hand, it perpetually gets plus two, plus two. So if you have something, an enchantment out that says whenever you cast a creature power four or greater, you draw a card. So say you have a two, two in your hand, you pick that with the perpetual trigger. So now it's a four, four in your hand. So when you cast it, it's a four, four and you get that trigger. So... I mean, that's pretty cool. Definitely would be impossible to do in paper. But. Exactly. Like, look at Davriel, the Planeswalker. Yeah. His negative two. Accept one of Davriel's offers, then accept one of Davriel's conditions. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, right? I have no idea. <laughs> His negative three is target creature perpetually gains negative three, negative three. Okay. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. And, like, I know, and props to uh, Amy Jo Burton for on Twitter for thinking of this. There's going to be a card in Historic Horizons that is busted in CDH, but we're not going to be able to play it. And I'm sad. What is it? I don't know. We, we haven't no, seen. No, we don't know yet. Okay, we don't know yet. That's the thing. Oh yeah, there. I'm sure there's going to be something, gonna be something, something. completely <laughs> disgusting that would be ridiculously good, but we don't know. Well, you know, honestly, I'm glad that I don't really like arena digital. I don't like Magic Online really either. It's just not my thing. I'm not into playing it digitally, but I do think it is a great place to play test mechanics and and try things out first oh, dude. which it's kind of like when uh when they develop new sets and they're like play testing you know in house and everyone always bitches when the cards come out and they're broken and they're like oh what they didn't have time to play test it well at least with arena they can be like yo we're gonna come out with this experimental thing on arena if it goes really good on arena and everyone likes it and it's feasible to do it, like 
they could just try it out there. Like, here's here's something that here's a card that I absolutely love just because of its depth. Pool of vigorous growth. One in the green. It's an artifact. Pay X, tap, discard a card. Create a token that's a copy of a random creature with mana value X. Activate it only as a sorcery. Random creature. It doesn't say in your deck. It doesn't say in your hand. It doesn't say yeah. on the battlefield. Anything. Random <laughs> creature, dude. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That is the most random you can get. Yeah. That's pretty sweet, though. That's like, as close as you can get to the unhinged card, Richard Garfield. Are you f- are you familiar? Yeah, yeah. Where as long as you pay the mana cost, any card can be any card that you that has that shares a mana cost. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I'm like, if only there was a way to make that doable in Paper Magic. No. That would be so cool, but you just can't. Like, it would be sick. Like if they came out with like an app. <laughs> to where you could like put it on your phone and just be like rant click it and it just randomly selects a creature with the same CMC but like then at the same time it's like then you have to have a phone and an app and all this other shit so but the concept of it and the flavor is pretty sick I really like that one too just like anything from magic history randomly it just yeah that's like, crazy it's so cool you might get something <laughs> nuts or you might get like drudge something skeletons shit. yeah like just you might be like, oh, dude, I pay eight into this. And it's just like, you get this this <laughs> vanilla creature from Alpha that's just trash. You get this zero one from fucking Three Kingdoms or some shit that's just, like, terrible. Like, terrible. Has restrictions and it's a zero two or something. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, this set does look pretty, pretty cool. And I, I know that it's a testing ground, right? The conjure mechanic is essentially what Garth's mechanic is, except that Garth's mechanic doesn't put their physical card in your hand. It casts the copy, right? Yeah. And there would be no way to feasibly do this in Paper Magic. So I appreciate the try, you know? Yeah. Seeing what we can do, seeing what we can get away with. And then I'm sure they will use this as research data. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's some of them in in here that are doable. Like this one, uh, Sarkhan Scorn is two colorless, one red for an instant speed spell that says Sarkhan Scorn deals damage equal to the number of turns you've begun to target creature or planeswalker. I think that's reasonable. Like, players can keep track of how many turns oh, the turns game's count? going. Sure. Like, I mean, in... In it, Yu-Gi-Oh, there was a card yeah. called Final Countdown that started... You played it, and you would start a, a countdown dice, and each per, each player's turn counted as one. Yeah. And if you got to zero, you won the game. Nice. That was the game. It was That was the whole... There was a whole deck around it. The Final Countdown deck. Yeah, I think that's totally doable. I mean, like if you were, if you would want to run that burn spell in your deck, then okay, cool. You just have an extra D twenty, you know, that you just tick every time it gets back to your turn, so that you can keep track of it throughout the game. I mean, it's your card. Keep track of it, and I don't see any. Yeah, that would be cool. Anything, I think, would be cool. Um, so I definitely think, like you said, it's a they're, testing ground, and well, if, if you look at the mechanics that have come through the past couple years. The keyword token abilities, trample token, lifelink token, yeah. it's like it was leading up to perpetually gaining, right? 
Yeah. So, oh, this card deals damage to your opponent. It perpetually gains lifelink and plus one, plus one. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, put a lifelink counter on this. It's essentially the same, but there are ways to remove counters. Yeah. But I think it was just a dip, a toe in the water to see how it would work. Yeah. And, I mean, Kogla, you fucking love that trample token, dude. Yeah, I, I do. I love, I love it. Um, I think there's some, I think there's definitely some ways in certain cards that that perpetual mechanic can certainly work in Paper Magic, but I think they have to be really diligent on researching and playtesting and, and figuring out what ones are actually feasible for players to be able to keep track of, you know, like, you know, obviously that, that artifact is never going to be in Paper Magic ever. Yeah. It's like. Unless they find a way to merge the two, where you can use your phone or something as a token yeah. and, and play it, getting a man of a creature with mana value X at random from any like anything, as far as I know, that's what it means, right? Yeah. I looked up the rulings, there isn't any. You know, once the set drops we'll find out more. Maybe it's from your deck. Maybe it's from both decks. That'd be cool. Yeah. You know, or maybe if it's just from anything, that would be insane, and I would love. I would play Arena. If there was a card that said get a random creature from anywhere in Magic, and it was just ra- completely random, yeah, then I would play that. I know they did have a thing, uh, uh, a, like a sub format on Arena at one point that was like that. It was just you got all random creatures from all of Magic's history. Like you, you just didn't even pick. Like, your deck. It was just completely randomized, and then you'd play against other players with just completely random creatures from all through Magic's history. And it was just on there for a couple weeks or something. Like, it was, like, some, like, weekly event or something like that people could play. But I've seen some YouTube videos on it, and it seemed like, yeah, it seems totally fun cool. as fun. Just yeah. totally random as hell and, and interesting. But I, I think the, I think the uh, perpetual mechanic is definitely doable in Paper Magic. I mean... There is stuff like it already in Paper Magic. There's stuff that's like, hey, you, a target creature becomes an artifact in addition. Okay, so what's the difference between it becomes an artifact in addition as well as if it's in your hand, in your graveyard, anything? You know, Michael Synthalatus automatically makes everything an artifact, doesn't matter what zone. Mm-hmm. So there is things like yeah, that. And, and I agree. Like, we can see the steps that have led us to this online format. Right? Yeah. So the tokens for perpetually uh, changing the types of things in different zones, it just has to work within the rules. And on online, the rules can be kept track of by a computer. So yeah. they, they are never wrong. Quantum computing. Just Yeah. <laughs> and I'm interested to see what this, this will yield in the next couple years of Magic. What kind of crazy ass mechanics will we get for the next couple years? It it's all dependent on how these things shake out. Now we did get a spoiler for Innistrad Midnight Hunt Commander, which was Lenore, Autumn Sovereign, a uh, Celestia, two green white, uh, for a human noble that has the keyword, a new keyword called Coven. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a 1-1 counter 
on up to one target creature you control. Then, if you control three or more creatures with different powers, draw a card. It's a zero four. Hmm. So, it's interesting. I think the coven mechanic will be way better if there's better abilities. I don't think... I think the three different powers ability is, is interesting because it rewards you for running creatures. Yeah. You know. The most common powers of creatures are like one, three, and... Or one, two, and four. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that seems about right. And, uh... So it rewards you for running creatures, which, in this meta of combo... It, and I'm not saying that's everywhere's meta. Just here at the Comics Vault, I get my ass comboed off all the time. Yeah. I combo people's ass off. I mean, yeah. we've been playing with the new Forgotten Realms stuff, and uh, that... Uh, were you in that game with uh, Targnar? Yeah, you were. Where yeah. I Targnard your asses off. Yeah. You you and the <laughs> other dude in one turn. Yep. And I I'd done nothing the whole game. It was yeah. like, do nothing the whole game, win the game. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was just, like, I'm having a lot of fun playing aggro and playing a bunch of creatures and just, you know. I've done my time in combo hell. Yeah, I mean, we, we all really have around here. I mean, we there's a lot of competitive decks and just really high level. If Even if it's not CDH, it's comp, people are playing tons of combos. And, I play, I've gotten so. Micah Synth Karned. I've been food chained my ass off. I've been thoracled to death. I've gotten infinite combat stepped. Freaking ballisted. Ballisted. Ugh. That's, Fuck that's, that's a big one right now, too. Freaking walking ballista and Heliod. It's, just, it's really good. Yeah. Matt knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, it's good to just go back to its roots, you know, play a crawl worm, 6-6 six, six with trample and attack. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, I've, go, been, I've been enjoying the D&D set because what came out of it is, like, tons of Ultron decks. Like, everybody's yeah. like, yo, let me strap up my favorite D&D person with, like, yeah, badass dude. weapons and attack, and I'm like, hell yeah, let me re-throw together my you know, Ultron yeah, deck. Yeah, like, uh, like fun. Neil has <laughs> loved Driss Duarden from his novels by R.A. Salvatore for, you know, decades. And when he got the chance to build a Driss Duarden deck, he went full bore, and it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's definitely pretty good. You know, he can consistently pump, like, two swings and you're dead. Consistently. Yeah. Which, that's pretty solid. So, I mean, uh, what, Lex built uh, Caddybree? Yeah, Caddybree was nuts. That's I built really Targnar. Yeah, it's like, definitely, man, Voltron decks are, like, fun. Like, especially when it's, like... I noticed every like everyone like was playing it. Like one person in each pod would have like a Voltron deck. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna slap mine back together. And I'm gonna try to finagle us all into this, into a pod together. A so Voltron pod. Just everyone's just each other with punching. Dudes. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like everybody's like basically, you know, it's just a standoff. Like who's gonna swing? Oh, if you swing, you're open. <laughs> then I'm coming at you. <laughs> so it's like you gotta have vigilance on your dudes. Yep. Like, yeah, definitely. It's 
It's shaken up the uh, the meta a little bit here. I feel like things have gotten us a little bit more, more lighthearted. You know? Yeah, and so. it's it's enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. I I do enjoy it. <laughs> I love CDH games, but like the 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 janky the janky feel that uh, the D and D set has brought. I'm like fuck yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. It's definitely absolutely definitely fun. Fun. Yeah, um, other than that, not a lot of magic news on the horizon. We just wanted to make sure that we got to you guys with the announcement for the winners, for all that stuff. You know, if you think about it, we had six winners. Yeah. You know, we like to think that everyone who listens to us is a winner, naturally. But, uh, you know, (laughs) everybody who does giveaways is like, yeah, this is the one winner. Well, we had six. Yeah. And, um... We'd like to thank you all for, you know, obviously listening to us and, and entering our giveaways and engaging with us. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, Patrick, Andrel Patrick, yep. right? congratulations once again for winning your, uh, your booster box of Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Even though you're in the Czech Republic, we will fucking get that box to you, 100%. Yep. Don't give a shit what it costs. And uh, all the pre-release kits. We will get those to whoever got them and wherever you are. Yep. Yep. I will send uh, everybody a DM here and probably within the next 24 hours and, and, you know, make contact and get your shipping info and, you know, we'll get it out as soon as possible. It might be a couple days before we can get them out. I got a pretty busy schedule coming up this week, but yeah, we'll get them out as soon as possible. Yep. And, you know, like I said, thank you all for listening to us and, uh, and making us a part of, you know, your daily podcast, you know, list or whatever you whatever you do, whether we're the fifteenth podcast in your list or the first, yep. we do appreciate it. Definitely. Um yeah, we'll be uh once more of the historic horizon set is spoiled, we'll probably have a little more thoughts on that. Uh there's only been about twenty cards so far that's been released, especially with the um, the new Innistrad commanders. Uh, the nightly hunt or whatever that's called. Yeah. We'll definitely be bringing you news as soon as we can get it, but uh, we wanted to record this especially to uh, thank all of you and, and pick all of our winners and yep. let you know how the tournament went. So I uh, think that's going to be all for us today. Yep. Uh, thanks once again for enjoying the uh, Commander's Vault. I'm JB. And I'm Dale. And you have a good evening.